Time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Does that song just like get you dancing? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> the Bee Gees' second career. I see somebody's written an entire book about the Bee Gees, published in the UK. I was reading a review. It sounds like just a great story. They're fascinating. Um, the whole... The whole long saga of the Bee Gees and all the different things that happened. And what, there's only one left, right? Uh, yeah. The handsome one, as they said. But uh, anyway, no, great uh, performance. Are you talking about Barry Gibb? St- yeah. Yeah, Barry Gibb. Yeah. St- who else, right? The hair alone? That's Just true. Incredible. Magnificent. But anyway, they, yeah, when I was a music critic a century ago, it was right at the height of the disco era, and the Bee Gees were, like, incredible. There's a, a cover story in Forbes magazine, the big business magazine in the United States, with all three Bee Gees on it as a, as a major international corporation. And my favorite line in the piece was, it, it advised younger readers... Um, that, you know what? No, Fortune, not Forbes. Uh, you know what? They're bigger than the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Like, who? Do you have to tell people who the Beatles were? Anyway, enough. Ah, oh, yes, we reminisce. Okay, let's talk some politics this morning. We're still getting more information coming out about, you know, things that impact BC out of the Premier's conference in Winnipeg. Oh, and wow. I thought this was really interesting about what the Premier had to say about Surrey policing. Yeah, so I'm listening to, because it's my job, to the hour-long media conference that ended the Premier's conference. And a lot of it is, you know, sort of not not exactly the stuff of headlines. It's Premier's posturing and Premier's wishing for things and Premier's talking to their home audience. And in the middle of all this, I heard David Eby say, um, quote, We need to know which way the federal government is going on contracting policing for the RCMP because the current situation is not sustainable for British Columbia. And I go, wow, well, it was worth listening to an hour-long press conference to hear the Premier say that because he dropped a very big clue, I think, about where the British Columbia government is headed on the long-running debate over policing services in Surrey. The council wants to go back to the RCMP. The government is vetting the council's report on that. And the premier, well, he knows what's in the report because he's signed the non-disclosure agreement, but he can't tell us. But he can tell us that he's very concerned about where Ottawa is headed on RCMP services across the country because the current situation isn't sustainable. Right, and so that's really interesting because you have to read between the lines here of what he's saying, but also he clearly has indicated that he's been talking about this with other premiers. Yeah, that was the other thing he said. He said, he really, you know, one of the reasons these premiers' conferences are good things, other than, of course, you get to see Winnipeg, is... You know, sitting around the table with the other premiers, you're hearing, hey, we've got a problem with the RCMP too, you know, because, because Manitoba weighs in and the premier of Manitoba, who's the chair of the conference, said, yeah, you know, we're, is Ottawa really serious about maintaining local policing services? Or are they trying to get out of it? And if they're getting out of it, does Manitoba have to set up its own provincial police force? And Alberta weighs in and goes, yeah, so you sort of wonder the way Ottawa's handling the RCMP with all the vacancies and staffing problems and funding problems, whether hmm, maybe they're just trying to phase out the RCMP in slow motion. So all of a sudden, there's a national discussion about 
premiers asking Ottawa, please tell us what your long-term plan is for the force because the contract is up in the next decade. And if provinces are going to have to replace the RCMP as the local policing services in towns and communities and cities and provinces that don't have it, uh, they have to get going right now on developing those forces. So all of a sudden, this little issue that it just seems here in BC, like this long running battle between the provincial government and Surrey Council, no, oh, it's a national issue, actually. And uh, again, I say the the, Western, the Premier's Conference in Winnipeg was worth it just to get that on the national radar screen because it is important that Ottawa shares its real thinking about the future of the force. And frankly, if there's any doubt about whether or not Ottawa is committed to maintaining the force, for local policing across the country, if there's any doubt about that, British Columbia can't approve Surrey's plan to go back to the RCMP when maybe the RCMP doesn't even have a future in Surrey or anywhere else. Well, this is what I've been wondering. Like, we've known this about the federal government for a long time, that they would kind of like to get out of local policing. I yeah. wonder, Vaughn, is this setting the stage then for a bigger picture announcement? Yeah, so the buzz over here in Victoria, and is the rumor mill ever wrong, uh, is that we're going to get a <laughs> we're going to get a news conference next Wednesday uh, with Mike Farnworth, and we're going to get a technical briefing ahead of time, and then a news conference, and Farnworth is going to tell us the provincial government's verdict on Surrey's report. So Surrey sends in a report saying we, we're going to stick with the, uh, we want to go back to the RCMP and here's why we don't want to go ahead with the Surrey Policing Services and here's our reasons and they made the province sign a non-disclosure agreement. We'll put that aside for a moment. Um, I think the Premier says he's read it. I think we know from what he said yesterday what he thinks of it. In any event, we're getting an announcement. Interesting, Simi, the announcement is here in Victoria in the Legislature Press Theatre. Oh. Uh, we're teasing uh, Farnworth that he's not making the announcement in downtown Surrey, uh, where there'd be a mob with tar and feathers, whatever he announces. Uh, but yeah, the betting line now, I think, fairly is, and thanks to the Premier's big hint yesterday, the province is going to say uh, Surrey's report doesn't measure up. Get on with uh, Surrey Police Services. Stick with them. Don't try to go back to the RCMP. Your plan doesn't work. And who knows if that'll be the last act in this long-running saga, which seems to have more episodes than one of those streaming services on Netflix where they're yep. trying to string it out to a sixth or a seventh or an eighth season. Now, Vaughn, the Premier also had something to say about that Bank of Canada rate increase. I thought this was interesting. Yeah, so Tuesday he said he, he, he acknowledged that a rate increase was likely on Wednesday and he called it the day of dread. So it arrived yesterday and the bank did indeed raise interest rates again. And the Premier asked out loud whether the bank will ever pause its apparent drive to make life harder and more expensive for the neediest Canadians. He's talked about how increase in interest rates has a huge impact on people who can ill afford it. And anybody thinking of getting a mortgage or anyone who already has one, it's a good point. 
Uh, but what would the premier do about it? I mean, he was asked, OK, well, what's your solution on inflation? And he said, well, my solution on inflation is uh, we uh, invest more in infrastructure, uh, improve transportation in the country, uh, reduce the cost of moving goods around and reduce uh, the pressure on supply chains. Uh, which, okay, is a theory, although you might have to say, well, hmm, why doesn't the premier support the other premiers calling for the federal government to intervene and end the port strike? Because uh, on that one, he is not on the same page. Uh, his view is that, no, no, uh, the uh, workers deserve a good raise, and he's opposed to federal intervention, which, of course, is also the position of the union. Okay, so here's the other thing I'm wondering about, too. Is it Did gas prices come up? <laughs> So you listen to the other premiers, right? And, and, and often on these things, because the premiers try to get along and they try to speak with a single voice, uh, so their communiques are all unanimous. You go and they're all worried about bank interest rates. But then you listen to the premiers. So I'm listening to Premier Doug Ford, who's talking about the same problem. You know, he's very worried about interest rates as well. And it's going to be hard on people in Ontario. And he says, you know, so I look around at uh, gasoline prices. Uh, and he said here in Manitoba, like uh, gasoline is a dollar, what, 56, I think he said, a, a liter. And, uh, you know, in Ontario, in some places, it's almost $1.60 a litre. And I'm going, good Lord, <laughs> I paid for a fill-up here in British Columbia on the weekend, and I paid almost 2 bucks a litre. So, you know, there's, there's an area where the premiers don't agree. Ford, of course, has given people in Ontario, I think, 6 cents off a litre in tax rebate to lower the cost of living. You'll never hear that from David Eby. British Columbia has the highest gasoline taxes in the country. Uh, it has the highest gasoline prices in the country. And when David Eby talks about giving people a break on the cost of living to offset the impact of interest rates, he doesn't come out and say, well, you know, in the short term, uh, the BC government's going to give you a break and it's going to reduce gas taxes. You're never going to hear that from the BC NDP. Right. But although the, the former premier, John Horgan, talked about gas prices... Yeah, when John Horgan uh, was appalled when gas prices reached $1.50 a litre, and by George, he ordered an inquiry <laughs> into why it was so high, and by God, he wasn't going to stand for it anymore. And he claimed, 18 months later, that the inquiry had demonstrated there was an unexplainable uh, markup of a 13 cents a litre on gasoline prices in and around Metro Vancouver, and the government's going to put a stop to it. It has not put a stop to it. Uh, I always wondered about that. I always wondered about that. So you know, yeah, no, go ahead, Cindy. I was going to say 13 cents a liter. Oh, we don't know where it came from. And then it's like, oh, look over here. There's something else over there. And I'm thinking, well, did we not figure out about that 13 cents a liter? What happened? They, 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 apparently, they're still working on it. They spent a million dollars on the inquiry. And, you know, the inquiry report came back. And, ah, they had proof of it, right? Now, I will also point out that the NDP government changed wrote into stone the terms of reference for the inquiry, it was not allowed to look at the impact of taxes and regulatory costs imposed by the government on gasoline prices. It was only allowed to look at other factors. So needless to say, the inquiry did not come out and say, well, hey, one of the main reasons that gasoline is more expensive here than anywhere else in North America is because the government gouges for a huge amount of taxes and regulatory changes as well. Hmm, I know. Still a, so such a mystery. Uh, Vaughn, thank you for that. Bye-bye.